Shit's about to get messy. Real messy. Oh, you want my number? Oh, no, sorry. I don't give it up to strangers. <laughs> yeah, but you can listen to my podcast, though. everyone welcome back to another episode of meet my mess today i have a really exciting guest on someone i connected with online which is kind of a rare occurrence for this show today i have wilson e georges so thanks so much for coming on the show today and for coming to chat with me and share your story thank you thank you great day great day Ladies and gents, uh, thank you very much, Carissa, for having me on your uh, platform. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, thanks for coming on. It was crazy because we kind of were chatting in like a networking room, um, just sharing both of our stories and what we do. And I had heard you speak and I thought, okay, his story is insane. I really would like to hear more about it. And then I checked my messages and you had reached out to me and you were like, yeah, let's talk. So it was kind of perfect that we met and... Uh, now we get to hear more about you. So usually when I record episodes, I um, really have like a long kind of list of questions and outlines and things. But the way you spoke and the way I heard you speak, you just have such an interesting story and an amazing story. And I just want to give you the opportunity to share it and share your outcomes and what you've learned. So can we just start at the beginning? Like where were you born? What did childhood look like? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Now nah, we'll, we'll bring it back. We'll bring it back. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I am uh, a first generation uh, Haitian American. Uh, my parents are actually from Haiti. Um, I was actually born there myself. Uh, we came here to the United States of America. I was three years old. Um, and so my dad is, um, he had an orphanage in Haiti and he was working with uh, other American ministries, you know, helping people who were less fortunate than us. And that's kind of how he ended up um, here in the States. And, uh, you know, till this day, he's, he's, he's a pastor. He's almost retired, but uh, yeah, that's kind of okay. how he ended up here. <laughs> wow so that does that mean you were definitely raised religious is that something that still stands today absolutely absolutely yeah I come from a Christian background um, you know we, we went to church every Sunday um, okay. you know but uh, as far as you know um, growing up I mean we were here in the states but uh, here in the states we were in the projects you know what I mean okay Section yeah, eight, yeah. you know so I grew up in the projects I grew up uh there wasn't really, um, as a, as a child, right. You don't really know any better, right. Where I knew that I was fortunate in my home was that I had a mom and I had a dad, you know, yeah. a lot of other kids that were in the projects with me, like they didn't know who their dad was <laughs> or if they did, yeah. their dad wasn't in, the, in their lives. You know Maybe what I mean? Um, so I grew to, up, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I grew up in a household with an abundance of love which was very important. I think it, it helped keep us grounded um, even on our worst days. Yeah. Yeah. That's so that's amazing. And I think the one thing, like I know I didn't grow up with a ton of money either. The one thing is when you don't grow up with a ton of money, you don't really know it until later on in life, you know, like <laughs> as long as you got food on your table, as long as you're playing soccer, as long as you got some toys, as long as you're entertained, like, can you hear me all right? I feel like something weird. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I can hear you. Okay, fine. Can <laughs> okay. Hear you fine. Um, but that's the thing is you just don't really know 
any different you know that's just life and uh yeah it's a it's a humbling experience for sure so what what part of the states exactly are you in uh i am in new hampshire i'm in new hampshire okay okay yeah, i've never so met anyone from did. new hampshire <laughs> yeah okay cool <laughs> not so, too far from canada no really okay you're you're probably on the east coast i'm on the west coast but yeah, yeah that's interesting and then so you grew up in new hampshire or that's where you live now uh no i pretty much grew up here and stayed i grew up here awesome yeah. okay that's awesome so grew up with two parents in the projects and school what did that look like for you everything was good in school and everything like that like tell me more i'm just so curious yeah well school i mean i I probably would have been the guy that they might have voted like least successful in high school what why 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 i gotta know i mean you know i did all right in school but i wasn't like you know a straight a student or anything like that you know i got a little bit of stuff here and there but nothing crazy for the most part you know um but that's kind of what that looked like um but what what kind of stirred me in the direction to where I'm at now is uh, there was uh, a deacon at our church who was like an uncle to me. And, um, you know, he was the one like most successful guy that we knew in the community. And he had owned a heating and air conditioning company, which is like a construction company. And so I was always very fascinated with what he did and the fact that he was so successful, the level of respect that he had. So after high school, um, you know, I wasn't really a, uh, a book type of person you know what I'm saying like I was more hands-on yeah. you know yeah. so you know I, I got bored real easy in school <laughs> fair um, enough but, uh, eight hours I, staring ahead yeah. of you <laughs> yeah yeah but after high school he was like hey if you um you can come work for me and uh just go to the tech and get your licenses and stuff like that and I was like sure you know what I mean like so I went and I graduated 17 um so I I went sent him to the tech and I started working with for him that summer and what it did for me is that was the first time like I I saw like what real wealth looked like so like you know we we were working in like the Beverly Hills of like my state you know these beautiful mansions you know what I mean I'm just like I'm just like wow this is only stuff that I see on tv and I'm like working at these really rich people's houses you know yeah now (laughs) I'm in them you know yeah it's crazy it's it's a shock it is you know yeah big shock for me all I knew was the projects in the inner city you know what I mean so what, what that did was though it opened up my mind and it just really inspired me I was like wow like people actually live like this like in real life and not just on movies like I want to live like this too one day mm-hmm. you know what I mean and and mm-hmm. and that little thing stuck with me throughout my adult years you know my trials and tribulations um so I actually stuck with that trade and um it did me fairly fairly well you know what I mean it did me fairly well and, you know, to fast forward a little bit, um, 2014, you know, everything kind of hit rock bottom for me. I was going through a real tough time um, and I was going through a, a divorce, I, uh, a child custody battle. I had three uh-huh. kids, you know what I mean, that, um, that I was also fighting for. And so for me at that point, right, I had on the outside, everything looked good. You know, I had 
the white picket, you know, that the house with the white picket friends that had a decent, fairly new car, but like behind the scenes, everything was just in shambles. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah, as it is, you know, as it is in those white picket fence houses, you know? Yeah, um. you know, so, uh, you know, m- mental health wise, it was like, a, you know, I had an awakening that year when I really hit rock bottom and um what kind of saved me was like so I started doing uh therapy for marriage counseling you know what I mean I've never had any form of therapy before then in my life and And was this something you you wanted or your wife encouraged at that point I was willing to try anything so much chaos you know Uh, so yeah, you know, I, I tried it and then, uh, you know, she wasn't really, you know, interested in, in it or whatever, but for me, what it did was, um, you know, I was like, oh, all right, there's like things that you can do, like to deal with all this, like, you know, mental stuff, you know, motions and stuff like that. So, you know, she didn't really want to continue with it, but I continued with the therapy you know what awesome. I mean? And yeah. what that, what that led, what, what that led to was other forms of, of therapy and, you know, mentorship with other individuals that, you know, had hit rock bottom and had figured out a way. And then that also opened, and that opened the doors to, you know, one, uh, I think the first book outside of school that, um, recommended that I read was, um, The Awakening Giant by Tony Robbins. You know okay. I mean? so then I yeah. so then I found Tony Robbins and I was like whoa you know what I'm saying and then so I was reading his books and then uh and then you know on YouTube I found um Robert Kiyosaki you know what I mean uh, uh I read Rich Dad Poor Dad right and then I found Napoleon Hill Thinking Grow Rich and I really just started tapping into all this personal development and it really helped me get through a real dark you know, yeah. a phase that I was going through in my life. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot to unpack there, but that's crazy. Do you think you would have ever gotten to a point where you actually worked through some of this mental health stuff if you hadn't gone through the divorce and all those things and the custody battle and all that? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, never. No, because I needed, um, I needed to tap into that personal development yeah. and, you know, the therapeutic side of things to really figure out what my why was in life and who I, who, who I was, yeah. you know what I mean? Or, or who am I and who, who do I want to become? Where do I want to go? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause when you're with someone for so long and you're so young, you're just moving and go, go, go. You know what I mean? You're not really taking the time out for you and now that, that was the thing I never took any time out for myself my mental health my well-being now it's a totally different story although I'm having a lot of success some would say I'm having success um it's very important that I continue to find that time for that therapeutic personal development yeah. I, every single day you know what I mean yeah. every single day so what does that look like for you now every what day what that looks like for me is you know, I find that on the days that I wake up um, really early in the morning, I get to spend more time with myself. You know what I mean? I completely I get agree. To, yeah. Yeah. I get to, um, 
you know, drink a nice hot cup of coffee in peace. You know, I get to read. I get to write down what my goals are for the day, you know, mm. and then I might go to the gym and I'm still thinking about and planning and, you know, how am I going to execute uh, all the problems or challenges? I don't call them ch problems, challenges that I might be facing. And I feel like after that, I mean, <clears throat> even sometimes, you know, you finish your workout with, you know, sitting in a jacuzzi or a sauna for 10, 15 minutes, and then you shower and you feel like the incredible Hulk, like ready to take yeah. on the world. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy, right? Because like people who don't get up before like 9 a.m. or whatever, like doesn't that, you hear that morning that he just had, and that sounds so nice. You know, you work out, you go in the jacuzzi, you write for a bit, you have some coffee, and that's what like two extra hours in the morning can do for you. And it's, yeah, it's really just crazy. So, when you went, I want to go back for a second. When you yeah. went through the therapy and all of this self-work and stuff like that, did you discover things from even before from like life in the projects or anything like that, that came up while you were working through these other things or did it just kind of, was it very like future-based if that makes sense? Well, to answer your question, I think that, um, you know, growing up in that environment will always impact you yeah. in a way, you know what I mean? Because you, you see, you hear a lot of different things, you know what I mean? Like you have to move in a certain accord <laughs> when you're in okay. that environment, yeah. you know what I mean? Because it's very uh, hostile, you know, I'm like, guessing. Hostile, yeah. So, I mean, even it, you know, say the better projects or whatever, it's still, you have to kind of be careful how you move. It's feast or famine, you know what I mean? You're, you're a mm -hmm. predator or prey, you know? So how do you walk that fine line in between where, you know, you can kind of be friends with all the goons and, you know, also not be the guy that they're beating up every day. <laughs> yeah yeah or not falling into that too that's a fine line out. yeah and and try not to go to jail you yeah know I mean? yeah yeah it's a very fine so. line it's like a venn diagram you know it is. it is it is man okay so you still think that like everything that way of moving and that way of life is kind of something you're going to hold with you forever well, I mean, it really just gave you a sense of survivor skills, right? So, like, I feel like I have a sixth sense. And, okay. like, I'm, you know, as far as people, like, right, when it comes to doing business with people now, like, I, I, I have a real good sense if, you know, you know, I, my gut feelings, like, really in tune. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I think Intuition. that sixth sense comes from, you know, certain environments that I've been in, yeah. you know, to to answer your question. So I think it's something that's actually been helpful. The fact that I'm actually um, street savvy and, and stuff yeah, for like sure. that. Yeah, for sure. I can definitely see that being in an environment where you feel like you got to have your backup. But now you're in a place where you're doing great in business, right? And living a good life, you're happy. So when did all that start? Where where are you now, kind of? Yeah, so that that all started when 
when I hit rock bottom. <laughs> yeah, and there you, know? you go. <laughs> so at the time, and, and by the way, anybody who's listening that wants to uh, get to know more about me, feel free to give me a follow. So back to when I hit rock bottom, um, <laughs> what, it, what it did for me is, right, It because uh, at the time, nobody believed in me. Yeah. You know, um, all left by myself. Why not? Why not? I think that I had just, you know, I was just in a space for so many years in my early 20s where I just wasn't making the best decisions, you know. Okay. So people were like, yeah, okay, this guy ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Yeah, alone, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. We'll move on to the next one. We'll help yeah, us build it does better. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty much. You know what I mean. So you find yourself, you know, uh, you know, left with yourself to figure That's it out. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah, but what the personal development did for me is, and, and I think that was the best thing that ever happened to me because it made me who I am today. Which I knew at a very young age, I had something bigger and better set out for me. I just didn't know how I was going to get there, or what the why or the purpose was behind it. Um, so, uh, I did the personal development, and then. You know, a lot of people look at my life now and they're like, oh, man, you got lucky. You know, you got you know, several businesses. Everything is good. It wasn't luck. You know what no, I mean? Because I so. luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Right. And I had been doing all that prep work for the past year and a half or so working on myself first. Mm-hmm. Right. And when the opportunity presented itself, I was able to execute. And what that opportunity looked like. I had been, you know, doing uh, construction, heating, ventilation, air conditioning for a number of years at the time, probably, you know, seven, eight years already. And um, a guy kept calling me. I was laid off. I, I had no job. Remember, my life was at rock bottom. <laughs> so, Don't forget. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, had, I was laid off and a guy kept calling me to, you know, look at some side work. And I'm like, all right, fine. Um, you know, I'll go look at, look at the side work or whatever. And when I showed up, it was uh, turned out to be like a half million dollar house. This legit builder was building. He's a big builder in my area. And so, you know, I, uh, I went through the job with him. He was having a difficult time figuring out how he was going to put the unit in the basement. All the air distribution throughout um, the second floor and, you know, stuff like that. So I went through the house and within 15 minutes, I had put a, put a design together for him. Okay. So this guy was so impressed that I had figured out the solution so fast and he had met with so many guys and they were stumped. He assumed that I was a business, right? Uh, mm. I had, I was no business at the time. You know I was I mean? unemployed. So yeah. I was yeah. unemployed at the time. Yeah. You know, most people would have called me a bum at the time. Yeah. Uh, so, so, uh, so I'm done meeting with him and the guy's like, Hey, do me a favor. Send me your, your tax ID number, your proof of insurance, and, uh, you know, send me a, a contract for this job proposal. And I, I looked at him and I'm like, sure, no, no, <laughs> okay. you know I mean? yeah. Yeah. knowing that I don't have any, that anything that he just asked me for. I was yeah, like, I don't know how to do any of that. <laughs> Excellent. Done. And I'll have it to you yeah. by the end of the week, you know? Yeah, yeah. So this, this was a Wednesday and my unemployment check had just hit my account, you know? So I had like 300, my last 300 bucks. Yeah. right because I'm down and out remember I'm, I'm at my rock bottom and uh so uh the next day I wake up I go up to the state capitol I'm knocking on doors and uh I find a secretary of state's office and you know a little old lady 
she helped me register my company, right? And then I'm like, hey, you know, do you have any idea how to get a tax ID number? You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so you know, a little bit probably felt bad for me. She she helped me get a tax ID number. Um, so I, I don't I even left. know what that is. Yeah, yeah, it's it's your identification number for your business okay. when you file okay. taxes. It's like your social security number for your company. Okay, okay. You know, so then I leave and um, I'm calling around and. I find an insurance company that's willing to give me a, a million dollar liability policy uh, for like a hundred bucks a month, you know, and I had to put down like hundred, hundred something dollars, something like that. So I'm like, all right, cool. So now it's like, all right, how do I um, come up with a proposal, right? How do I write mm-hmm. a proposal? So I had been hanging out with the salesman and, you know, so you will become the top five people that you surround yourself around. This is a reality. So oh. this salesman that I had befriended, um, he had gotten sick and, you know, he was in the hospital or whatever, but we were hanging out all the time and he was telling me sales and business tricks and stuff like that. And I ended up finding a proposal because he was trying to start his own company at the time that he had made at my house, right? So I'm like, oh, this is great. This is what a proposal looks like, you know? <laughs> so I, I take the proposal. I go down to the unemployment office because I have no computer and my life is, you know, rock bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so, you know, I, I, you know, I changed a couple things up, changed up the scope of work. And I type up this proposal. And, like, I'm so computer literate at the time that I have no idea how to send a PDF to the builder. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I have no idea to send a PDF. Yeah. So I print it out. And I take a picture of it with my Blackberry at the time oh, and I, and I send it to the builder and I'm like, Hey, like, here it is. You know, like, uh, my computer is like acting funny right now, you know, like I can bring it to you. <laughs> so, so, uh, so then he's like, all right, great. He's like, come to my office Monday morning. And I had, I had no idea where this thing was going. All I knew was that I just spent like my last 300 bucks of unemployment money and I have no money. And yeah. I got this guy, everything that he asked for. So Monday morning, I wake up bright and early. I'm at his office, 8 a.m., boom. And uh, he's like, all right, kid, like, this looks good. He's like, I'm going to do it. And I think I had given him a proposal for like 10 or 12 grand for the job. And he was like, here's what I'll do, right? To get you started, like, you know, I'll give you, I'm going to give you $4,000, right, Uh, as a deposit on a job. And I was in my head, I'm just like, is this guy okay? Like, is he out of his mind? Like, he doesn't even know me. He's going to give me four grand right now. <laughs> Not knowing. That's like something you should ask for. No, I'm from projects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I That's left, hilarious. I office, yeah, I left the office with my first $4,000 check on the job. And that was my start. And I, and I left and I hit the ground running and I never looked back. You know, and what that looked like for me was, you know, I took that job very seriously and I did the next right thing every single day from that day on. At that moment right there, I told myself, I looked in the mirror, I said, look, you're a businessman from this day on. Every decision that you make has to be of a decision that a businessman would make. Yeah. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's how I treated it. So I left. I, I went and created a business account for my bank. I deposited the check and I went straight to a supply house and I created a cash account so that I can order all the materials um, for this gentleman. 
you know, I did I did not go to the bar. I did not go party. Yeah, you know I was going mean? to say that's that's a yeah. big deal going <laughs> from not, nothing I, to four grand. I did one not, day, you know? Yeah, I did not go make it rain. You know, <laughs> good. Uh, I went and I ordered the material. <laughs> good, good. That was going to be my next question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we did a great job. Awesome. We did a great job. Um, I hired that kid who wanted me to go look at him, look at the job with him. I gave him a, a little spiff for finding it. And he ended up being my first, becoming my first employee. Um, I, I got t-shirts made at Staples, business cards, and whenever. So I didn't even have a company truck. So I got all this material delivered to this job site. Yeah. And then we would show up and, and do all the work. So whenever I would be driving, though, because I did have a car, and I would see, you know, a job site, I would pull in, I would, you know, ask to speak to whoever's in charge, who's the builder, hey, you know, my name is Will, I own a heating and conditioning company, um, not, I'm not sure if you have a guy already, but if you do, and maybe he, he's not keeping up at some point, here's my information. Mm-hmm. And what that turned into is, I found my second builder, right, actually my second builder, I found him, I was on my way home from church. And I saw this new development and this big sign. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to call the number on the sign, right? On a Sunday. And I call the number and the builder answers. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. But, you know, maybe that's God. You know what I mean? I think that was yeah. God. And he, he was like, hey, we're actually looking for a, a contractor. Uh, what's your email? And I'll send you the blueprints. So I sent him the blueprints. And he's like, oh, all right. He sent me the blueprints. And I look at it. I'm like, cool. So I sent him uh, a, a quote. And then he was like, oh, do you have any referrals? I was like, yeah, matter of fact, I do. I work for one of the biggest builders in this area of the city. Like, boom. So he checks me out. And that now I get two builders. And this went on. And by the end of the first year, I had like a dozen builders, right, um, that, I was, that I was doing work for. And long story, kind of short, you know, I grew this company into a seven-figure business. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, 2018, I decided to start a real estate company. Yeah. And I started that real estate company because it was nice. I was making money as a subcontractor, but all the builders and flippers that I was working for, like they had like true wealth. You know what I mean? They had like the generation of wealth that they can pass on their kids. Type yeah. Of wealth. Yeah. And for me, right. I, I was, I was so used to not having anything. I'm like, all right, I'm finally making money. Like, how do I protect myself? Right. What if I break my leg tomorrow? Like, what's that going to look like? You know what I mean? If I can't work, I fall off the ladder. So uh, I, I, my first investment was um, a three, four family apartment building, you know, and I did that because I had started the research um, real estate investing. And uh, the book that I read from Robert Kiyosaki kind of goes into that a little bit. And so it triggered, uh, it triggered me wanting to learn a lot more knowledge on real estate. And so 2018, I bought the, bought the multifamily. And then I also signed up for um, a mentorship program, right? And uh, I, I signed up for the, for the mentorship program. Like I didn't even have the money and it was yeah. a real estate seminar coming to town and um you know it was the worst timing ever but i i came up with ten thousand dollars for the course 
And uh, in order to do that, I had to max out like three of my credit cards. I took out the last $2,500 that I had in the bank. And then I had the American Express charge card that they had just sent me. So I put like five grand on that, not knowing how, how I was going to pay it back the following month. And here's the kicker. I was having the worst Q2 ever in the history of me owning a business. I was behind on my sales, $50,000. And here I am dropping 10 grand because I believe in myself to go do this next venture. <laughs> yeah. Risky for um, sure. So, you know, some, sure. <laughs> some people would have some people would have said it was risky. How I look at it was, you know, I had made a decision, I had made a commitment, and I was bringing that ship to the island and I was gonna burn it and I'm going in for war. And the only way I'm coming out is if I win. And yeah. uh, that's exactly what I did. But what I that did it. for me is I went down to that set. I went, I flew down to that mastermind and I came back so fired up within one month. I had already got myself out of the hole that I was in as far as the sales margin goes. Uh, within a few months from that, I had my first flip under contract. Right. I doing what they told me. First flip fell out of contract. Um, I continue to do what they show me and I get my uh my second flip under contract this time this one sticks i got everything that i need the stars aligned boom i get my first flip under under contract and fast forward 2019 what that looked like for me we did over 1.3 million dollars right in fix and flips and since then we've been able to do seven figures um consistently and grow a massive real estate portfolio uh within just a few years because we're only in 2021 here and i'm just getting started oh my gosh good for you that's unreal you know, stories like that, like people hear these kinds of stories and they think, oh, you know, like that could never happen to me, you know? So what, what do you think kind of the first step is for someone that's in that mindset that's like, okay, I'm not able to make it to that next level of wealth or next level of business, or I don't have a business, tr any business training. Like where, where's step one? Uh, so step one is getting rid of the limited belief, because what that sounded like to me was just a, a whole limited belief. You yeah. I and mean? telling yourself that you're, you don't have this, you don't have that, you know, in order to do whatever X, Y, Z, that's a limiting belief. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I could have easily told myself, hey, I don't have the money for this yeah. um, course. That would have been a limiting belief, although, yeah, I kind of really didn't have the money, but I figured it out. You know what yeah. I mean, I think the, the, the most important and the first step is knowledge, right? You need to have the knowledge in order to be able to make money or establish your goals. You know what I'm saying? So how mm -hmm. can you obtain the knowledge that you need? That'd yeah. be, that would be the first step, right? And whatever mm -hmm. it takes to get that knowledge, right? You, you have to be willing to sacrifice things. Like what are you willing to sacrifice today to have a better tomorrow. Yeah. Right. And a yeah. lot of people, they don't want to sacrifice anything, but then they want to have a better tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's a very, really interesting point of view. And it's just about putting in the work. It seems like, you know, but yeah. Do you find like you've come so far? Do you find you like take the time to be like, okay, like, give yourself a pat on the back and be like, okay, I'm proud of myself for this. Or is it always about moving forward? 
Well, you know what? I think it's for me, like, I still don't feel like I've made it yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, I do have moments every now and then where I'm like, wow, like, this is incredible. You know what I mean? Like, that I'm, mm-hmm. that I'm doing this. But I never dwell on those moments and be like, oh, all right, now I can kick my feet up. You know what yeah. I mean? Because when you have multiple companies, there's, there's, it's never comfortable. The only reason yeah. why people from the outside, you know, like, wow, this guy's really winning is because I'm willing to get uncomfortable. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because it, it, it's uncomfortable making the level of sacrifices that you have to make. It, just being disciplined alone every day to make the right decisions to, to run a business. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot more work than people realize. But it's also kind of work that you just kind of become in love with because you put your all into it, you know. So, yeah, it's uh, you should be proud of yourself, though. You have <laughs> it seems like you've come no, a very, very long way, you know. So, yeah, yeah. No, I'm proud of myself. And I think the biggest thing is that, like, you know, <clears throat> my parents are proud of me. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and I've been able to 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 help them out a little bit you know my mom actually suffers from uh, mental health you know um and that's been something that's really had an effect on the family but yeah you know over the past few years I've been able to you know uh fund have getting an attorney right uh getting my, my mom's rights back from from the state because we didn't even have any idea the state took her rights away and and uh was the main you know guardian and so like I had to get an attorney and like right now I'm I'm my mom's guardian and power of attorney I was able to get her a place to live in one of my uh apartment uh units you know what I'm saying so things like that is like part of my why because the whole reason why I'm doing this is obviously you know for my for myself but to help others you know help my family and and you know a lot of people say you know uh you know money isn't everything but you know money will help solve a lot of your problems you know what I mean and I think you know anybody that has a negative outlook on money just doesn't understand it you know what I'm saying money doesn't they say money doesn't buy happiness but money buys everything <laughs> you know what I mean when I have yeah. a problem right like I can fix it with some money a lot of my okay, problems yeah. you know what I mean yeah, like, yeah. Uh, or at my, least they help you my car head breaks in the right down. direction yeah yeah my car breaks down right like like I remember when like my car would break down and like I, I have to get to work and it's like a Friday and I have no money to fix this car. And it was like the end of the world. Yeah, it's stressful. You know I mean? But if I had money to fix that car, it's just like, okay, well, call a tow truck. Let's get it to the mechanic. Like, we'll get it fixed. I'll get a red door, whatever. Yeah. That's what money does. So money is a tool. Money is a tool yeah. that is a necessity to live, you know? And yeah. once we understand that part of it, um, now we have to figure out, all right, how am I going to get an abundance of this tool? You know what I mean? And uh, so, so you can have the life that you deserve. Do you think there's like a dollar figure that like it caps where like, if I make three, okay, how do I wear this? If I make $3 million, like I'm not going to get much happier than that, you know, like, cause at a certain point, 
you have enough money to buy pretty much anything you'd need right so like well is there like a dollar figure do you think or not really like just keep making more well i think everybody's different right so for me um you know the the my wife for you know hustling so hard and all these businesses is because you know i want to obtain freedom yeah you know what i mean for some people mm-hmm. it's financial freedom for some people it's a mixture of different kinds of freedom but behind it is a level of freedom right so what does that look like for you individually would kind of determine you know what that cap is as far as you know do you need to make 10 million uh 100 million 50 million you know for yeah. me I like to set the bar high. So like, you know, I only want a few billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Rich, you know, so yeah, I like it. So, okay. Final kind of question that made me like that, what you just said there sparked it a little bit is like, what does like a full, fully successful life look like to you? Like, end game what would be make you completely happy and make you feel fully like fulfilled and successful all right well you know for me um you know I'm looking to retire in like another 10 years yeah but what what retirement looks like for me is just to have a level of freedom that like top level of freedom so you know I want to have all of my businesses you know running themselves um i want to be able to travel whenever i want to right i want to be able to you know be on wherever i'm at open my laptop you know check on things i just want to be able to move on my own accord and do what i want to do when i want to do it that's my (laughs) definition of retirement although for me like i'm i'm a hustler i like to get up and go so it's never going to be i'm just sitting around doing nothing yeah yeah I want to, I want to live life on my own terms. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I love that answer. And I think that even like the way life is right now, that's becoming a lot more possible and you'll definitely get there. So yeah, sweet. Well, thank you so much for everything you've shared. It's been so inspiring to hear where you've come personally, business-wise, everything in between. So thank you so much. And I'm so glad we got to connect. Um, you mentioned kind of your socials before, but I don't know, maybe you want to mention them again. I'll put them in the link of the show, but yeah, just so people know where to find you. Cause I know they'll want to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. If anybody's looking into, you know, getting into real estate investing, you know, yeah. talking to me a little more as far as how I've been able to reach this level of success in such a short amount of time. Um, I am a coach and I do mentor uh, a number of individuals and uh, we've got a Zoom program that we uh, have every Saturdays uh, from 10 to like 1130 and we go over real estate investing, creative financing. Um, So just tap in with me. Uh, My Instagram again is Wilsony Georges, W-I-L-S-O-N-Y. G-E-O-R-G-E-S. Uh, my YouTube is Wilson Georges, W-I-L-S-O-N-Y, G-E-O-R-G-E-S. Feel free to tap in. I got lots of videos up there on different projects, fix and flips that I'm working on, and I'm always dropping gems. Yeah, he's got so much more about him that we didn't even get to. So make sure you check him out. And yeah, good content, 
lots to learn. So thank you again. I've learned so much from you today already. Nice, nice. Well, thank you for having me on your show. Of course. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm very honored. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening and stay messy. <laughs>